You're listening to Radio MD. She's a chiropractic physician, lecturer, author, entrepreneur, and talk show host. She's Dr. Suzanne Bennett. It's time now for Wellness for Life Radio. Here's Dr. Suzanne. Right now, in the middle of the corona pandemic, we are all experiencing some form of stress. But you may not know this, but about stress is that it's not all bad. In fact, there is a state called positive stress or eustress, and we may experience it more frequently than, than you know. Today on Wellness for Life show, we have Dr. Michael Evangel. He is a chiropractic physician and the founder of the Chiropractic Wellness Center in Ramsey, New Jersey. He's here to share his insights on why eustress is important in our lives and to find some balance in these trying times of overwhelm. Welcome, Dr. Mike. Thank you, Dr. Suzanne. It's nice to be on your show. You bet. You bet. So let's dive in here. What is the difference between eustress and what most of us feel right now, which is stress in general? A great question. First thing that we're all under stress our entire lives. The first stress is the stress of birth. And from there on, we have all types of stressors that we experience. Uh, physical stress, emotional stress, chemical stresses on the body. But when we talk about stress in general, we're talking about something that is not acceptable or not good, something that we don't like. But all stress isn't bad. And the situation of eustress is actually the ideal level of stress. It's like the Goldilocks zone. It's not too much, not too little, just right. And basically eustress is the stress we can handle. And we have pretty much complete cycles of action. So we have a stress that presents itself, it might be a problem, it might be a task, and we complete it and we finish it, almost like a, a uh, painter, a Rembrandt, looking at a masterpiece and then a sigh of relief, it's over, it's done. So that's nice, but now we have a lot of incomplete cycles of action, things that we're experiencing now. And basically the stress uh, situation we have is a hormonal as well as neurological response to it. And when we talk about, like I said, stress, it's not the eustress. It's not like good things, things that we're happy with. Because if you just put yourself in an isolation chamber with no sensory perception at all, that would be a huge stress to us. And people actually start to hallucinate when they're in that situation because the body craves some type of stimulation. But during primitive times, we were placed under a stress and we either survived or we did not. And that is what's involved with the adrenal response. And Seeley was the one that came up with the whole fight or flight concept. But there's another one in there, freeze, the three Fs, fight, flight, and freeze. And unfortunately today, when we're under something that's not a pleasant stress, over 99.99% of those stressors, we cannot run away, we cannot fight and kill somebody, and we can't freeze and do nothing. We have to deal with the situation. And that is the problem now because we're really in uncharted waters. We've never had a situation like this before in the you know, entire human history of civilization. We've never had a situation like the old science fiction movie, The Day the, Day the Earth Stood Still. And that's really what's happening now. Uh, we're in a state of really freeze around the globe where everybody is in a shutdown. So... What I suggest to do then is to deal with it. 
because we can't escape it and we can't freeze and do nothing. We can't really fight and beat somebody up. And what happens is that when you have that adrenal response, we go through hormonal neurological reaction. Like I was saying, adrenaline is released. Your heart starts pounding. Uh, your you start breathing heavier, your blood uh, starts pumping faster through your veins, and you're ready for action. But unfortunately, there is no action to take right now like that, and what ends up happening is that cortisol is released, another stress hormone. And unfortunately, cortisol does one very bad thing pertaining to the situation of today. It drops our immunity. It crashes our immunity. So how to deal with that, how to fight against that, it's a dilemma because it's almost like Alfred Hitchcock used to have with his horror movies. And he was a master at that. That was way before all of the uh, you know, FX, all of the special effects. And he used to have a shadow, something off to the distance, a noise, you know, something mm -hmm. that in your imagination you would conjure up a boogeyman what, much worse than you could see actually on the screen. Because our imagination is a good as well as a bad thing. And you mentioned about that good stress. And um, maybe the word stress might not be used as much as motivation. These people get are very motivated people, right? Um, but then there's also some, some people that are on the opposite end. I mean, my multi multiple chemical sensitive patients or my chronic fatigue yes. syndrome patients, forget about it. You, uh, even a tiny bit, you ask them to, you know, uh, do a little bit of walking, that will stress them out. Uh, so what, because of the, the extremes here, what we want to do is we want to bring it in between and, and start creating uh, where you do have optimal levels of, of energy, and you can make things happen. So you you believe right. that there's a lot of different steps, and you you've even um, you even talk about overriding that genetic hardwiring sympathetic dominant fight flight or I would just say freeze now state. Yes. You've you've got ten different ways of overriding right. it. So let's let's d dig into those. Uh, what's what's the first one that you think we should work on? Sure. I just want to mention though before we do that is that that's the Goldilocks zone that you're talking about that they discuss. You know, not too hot, not too cold, just right. And everybody has a different Goldilocks zone. I basically, my whole life, I was an adrenaline junkie. I was a risk taker. I did crazy things. Now I look back at the things I did in my youth, and I'm lucky I'm still alive. But, you know, what one, one person's dream is another one's nightmare. And everybody is different, as you mentioned. So what we can do to override that genetic hardwiring is that, the first thing is media exposure. We have to find the proper use stress with the media because with some people, if they don't get enough information, they stress out because they don't know what's going on. They need to know what's going on. Other people, you know, it's the opposite. So what I suggest a good thing to do is to not uh, just be glued to your TV set all day. Like I remember, I'm old enough to remember quite well, the OJ Simpson trial. And a lot of the country was just glued to the set. And it was really like reality television. And this is reality television today, what we have, because it's something that we've never experienced before. And mm. it's something that is really going to be you know, talked about in the future, uh, you know, what we went through at this current time. So I suggest an hour possibly of media a day. 
to try to limit it to that. If you can do that, because that is for most people enough, but not too much. And what I suggest is a local broadcast, because then you're getting your local news, your state news, your regional, your national, and your international, your global reports. And I'm in New Jersey, and we have New Jersey News 12, and that's a great station for that because it they cover all of that. And I'm sure all around the country, they have similar local networks that do the same. Mm. So that's the first thing, is not to get too much, not too little, whatever you feel is good for you. But some people like to watch the White House briefings, the CDC, you know, Dr. Fauci, um, the the governors, everything they can find, the mayors, because I'm around New York City, so we have, you know, all of them being broadcast all day. The next thing is that realize we only have control over a certain amount of things. So control the things you can control and hope for the best with the things you can't. An example I use for this is when a snowstorm is coming in. You know, we used to look back at that and see, you know, milk and eggs and bread wiped out from the supermarket. Now we see toilet paper. The obsession with toilet paper people have, it's almost comical. But to try to prepare yourself to make sure you have enough of things, but not to hoard. Because when you're hoarding, you're really not being kind to others because there's other people that might not be able to be getting the things that you have an excess of. So you prepare by looking at your provisions, looking at your finances, looking at everything that you have control over that you can you know, do. But the other thing we have no control over, we have no control over what happens outside of our immediate uh, circle of influence. Although you can try to do things about that through social media, people post things, people uh, join different groups and you know try to help others. So I'll get into that in a bit though. But we make decisions with the left side and the right side of our brains, of our brain, I should say, unless you have more than one. Uh, I never heard of a person with that, but (laughs) you never know. Uh, But the left side of the brain is the, uh, really, I call it the Spock side of the brain. That's the logic, where the right side is the emotional. And through the corpus callosum, we have connections between the right and the left side of the brain. And... We really have to make decisions, good decisions, based on both logic and emotion. Because if you just go with one and not the other, that's not really good. We're designed, and God made us this way. And one thing I say to my patients all the time is that we are, unless there was an upgrade somewhere else, we're probably the most sophisticated piece of machinery in the universe. And we are not living up to our full potential in one simple sentence because of excesses and deficiencies. And anything that anybody ever mentioned to me falls under one of those two categories. And somebody said to me recently, oh, well, how about I'm missing a gene for something? So I said, well, that's called the genetic deficiency. So, you know, you might not be able to do something about certain deficiencies, but what we're all are able to do is reach 100% of our health potential, which may or may not be 100% of optimal health but we all can reach that potential with the right game plan. I would say that though, uh, sometimes with, when you've got that emotional brain and then you've got the logical brain, sometimes one brain might, one side might be way too um, uh, 
overly uh, emphasized, meaning like if you're way too emotional, you really can't. A lot of people aren't logical about things. They just cannot make the right decisions. So what you're saying is you need a balance, which is awesome yes. because you need that balance to be able to say, hey, if you're in this uh, state of in, um, emergency, uh, you know, you've, you've got to look at it in both areas. Um, exactly. You know, so anyway, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. What else can we do to help our, uh, us override that genetic hardwiring? Well, form a game plan with the right and left side of your brain, both in harmony with each other, to think about your finances, think about your provisions, uh, your risk-taking with social distancing. And I've been talking about masks for quite some time, and finally I'm bored with what I've been preaching for quite some time because I, it's my personal belief, which it's a story for another day, as I say, but I think the virus is more spread through respiratory droplets and respiratory aerosol than uh, hands to mucous membrane. But that's my gut feeling. And we really are going through a learning curve and nobody really knows for sure on a lot of things. But then take action steps to improve your situation. You are at stage, or you know, at A, you want to get to Z. You have to form action steps to get through that with short-term and long-term goals. But one huge thing is to improve your immunity. Because with any war, and everybody talks about this as being a world war, really, but the entire world against an invisible enemy being COVID-19. So to take steps, we have a defense and an offense in any battle and any war. And I always love quoting Sung Su, The Art of War, because my background, I teach police defensive tactics. I'm a martial arts instructor. I have a master's degree in environmental health and I'm a chiropractor and a former science teacher. So I have a kind of a unique body of knowledge bringing, you know, basically confrontation and health and science into the mix. But building up the immunity by uh, doing things like avoiding junk food and fast food and sugar and uh, eating whole natural, preferably organic foods that are low in toxins and uh, the big three, in my opinion, although there's a lot of really good nutrients, but what's really huge, vitamin D, vitamin C, and zinc. And they're all cheap. They all are usually very accessible in any supermarket. But those, I think, are the big three. And again, to go into detail on that, it's going to take time. But those are the big three. And stay positive because when you have a bad attitude, you weaken your immunity and you invite the virus in by saying, I'm not going to let this so-and-so virus get me. Don't take chances. Don't take risks. But have that positive attitude and you will bolster your, your immunity. And also give back to others. Check on neighbors that are maybe elderly. Check on relatives. Help people. Donate. Do what you can for food banks. Because when you help others, you actually release endorphins that bolsters your immunity. So it's a win-win for everyone. But also realize that this isn't going to last forever. And just like the person that's in jail for how long, but we don't know how long the sentence is of this lockdown. But we know that every day goes by is a day closer to being over. So realize that this is not a permanent situation. And it will pass with time. And we just have to really be 
mentally tough about it and realize, you know, that we have to really do the right thing for a finite amount of time and not to take risks to help others and to really, you know, be tough. It reminds me of the movie Airplane. I'm not sure if you remember that with, I think, uh, mm. whoever was the pilot, somebody slapped in the face, like, toughen up. And he said, thank you, I needed that. But, <laughs> you know, that was before uh, slapping people in the face was socially not acceptable. But uh, things have changed over time. Uh, just like the old Archie Bunker shows could never be shown today, the stuff that went on there. But one thing that I suggest to people to really get yourself feeling good is that set a reward for yourself. When this is all said and done, it could be a vacation. If we still get to take vacations, that is. Uh, I'm sure we will eventually, but it might be a little different. You know, like cruise ships, I'm not sure what's going to happen in that industry. Really don't. But something you want to do or something you want to buy for yourself. So think about a reward that you would like for yourself. And then maybe a couple minutes a day, think about how much you're going to enjoy that. And that will also you know, bolster your immunity and help your endorphins. And also, you know, prayer, meditation, uh, you know, realizing that, um, you know, there are a lot of good things going on in your life too. Because a lot of people look at things as being either half full or half empty. I always tend to think it's half full and always look at the positive aspects and try to minimize the negative aspects. And when you do all those things, you can work on overriding your genetic predisposition to, you know, have that adrenal response. Unfortunately, we have not advanced since the hunter-gatherer stage of civilization, which isn't that long ago, say 10,000 years ago, we haven't got to the point where we've really gotten rid of the adrenal response. But over 99.9% .9 of situations today is not really applicable. It's unfortunate. Although you would like to beat somebody up sometimes, you would like <laughs> to run away, and freezing doesn't really solve too much. But, you know, we do have rules and regulations of society we have to abide by, and we have to do what's best for ourselves, our family, society, and also the planet, because we can't forget about the earth because we have only one earth. And if we're not kind to the earth, the earth will not be kind to us. And two of my goals, because I also have a, um, a show which is on Roku called The Super Mike Show, America's Holistic Hero. And my two personal goals and the goal of my show is really to help save humanity from extinction and save the planet from the ravages of humanity. And I know those are two very big goals, but you know, if we all work together to do that, maybe someday we can save ourselves from extinction because if we don't behave ourselves, that's our future. I, I love what you're saying because I mean, I, I'm actually very, um, the good part at least of us being quarantined right now is that our ocean and our environment is really cleaning up. Yes, I'm is. super, I'm a big, big ocean advocate and, um, and work with environmental issues quite a bit. And I know that without uh, all the boats in the water, without all the factories working and all that, the ocean has gotten cleaner for sure. And our air in Los Angeles, where I, I live, has been phenomenally amazing uh, because we're not driving our cars. I mean, what a, what a way to really clean up yes. our 
environment in just a few weeks. I mean, this has been, to me, um, a beautiful thing, even though, of course, uh, the the hard part is, of course, uh, everyone has been suffering from illness. Not everyone, but the people who have been um, suffering, that's been a problem. I, I want to ask you, um, I wanted to ask you if you Im- include exercise. I'm a big person in yes. movement therapy. And um, I didn't see that you mentioned about movement. I'd like to ask you what you think about that. Glad you brought that up because I have to add that to my list because I put together that list. And you always forget one thing or another. And I started actually exercising when I was in the third grade. My dad had won during the Second World War a uh, Charles Atlas program, 13-week correspondence course. And for yeah. the people who don't know who Charles Atlas was, he was uh, he had his, his dad in a lot of comic books and was really one of the first exercise programs. And I've been a big advocate of exercise my entire life. And I've taught martial arts for many years. And I uh, know that, well, I tell my patients all the time, as far as your immunity goes, uh, you need to do a bunch of things. And exercise is definitely one of them. And sleep, too, to get more sleep and to try to get good restful sleep. Those are all very important for your immune system. And gut health is extremely important. And, you know, having a good probiotics and fermented foods, you know, these are all vital for the immune system because our health does start in our gut. And, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. I've added a few more things to my list that we've been discussing. Uh, but you really, uh, one thing I was very sad about yesterday is I heard a report on my local news last night about how the number of uh, anti-depression medications have skyrocketed the prescriptions in recent weeks. And one of the important things to do to naturally fight depression is to get out in the sun, get vitamin D, increase your, you know, your good gut bacteria, exercise. There's a lot of very good things, omega fatty acids. I'm sure that you agree with me on all those and there's more. But Depression is going to be a definite problem as a result of this because of the fear of the unknown. And uh, Sung Tzu in The Art of War, he said that the threat of the attack is worse than the attack itself. Because before the attack, you don't know the magnitude of the attack. When the attack occurs, you can see what your enemy is coming at you with. And uh, I know the movie Wall Street he talked about the art of war, and that's a book that I read many, many years ago and is very applicable to what we're going through today. And that was written this 5th century BC. Mm. Uh, you, you really um, hit, on, hit on it, you know, what I was thinking about as well is that if you're proactive and you have a strategy, all of these different, uh, you know, tips that you're giving us is really a strategy that you have to bolster, to help you protect, and to stand, in, increase your ability to produce energy and be ready um, for for your attack, if you want to you know, say it that right. way, in the art of war. Uh, but also that when you've got a sense of preparation, preparation is key. We live in, a, in, in our city where we live in Southern California and LA. We have to all prepare for, let's say, an earthquake, right? Right. So you've got to have all of your um, uh, resources ready, you know, whether it's your water. And if you live on a second floor, make sure you have a, a, um, a ladder that you can put out the, the 
you know, window, if you, if, if you got to jump out that way, whatever it is, you got to prepare. Preparation to me is like 90% of, of making sure that everything's going to be okay. And um, it was interesting that you mentioned about preparing for finances. For whatever reason, my husband and I, and this was, gosh, late, uh, I guess November, December, we pulled our, you know, we, we all have, I don't know, we all have, but we have our savings and our IRACEP, our savings account, our IRACEP, which is to help you with your retirement. And um, we manage our own, uh, like uh, our own, we create our own little mutual fund. Well, we pulled out all our, and we just became solid um, in cash back in late November, I guess, around that time, uh, preparing. And, and I, it wasn't that we knew that we were preparing for the you know coronavirus or the pandemic. It's just we felt it, a sense that, you know what, it's time for us to just pull back a little bit and just watch what's going on for the new year. And my right. goodness, I am so, so thankful uh, that my husband really had a sense of what, what to do here because I know it, this has been a really hard time for people financially. Oh, it is. It's, uh, it's really rough. You know, all around, I hear all kinds of stories from my patients. And I had a big day today. I've got seven patients scheduled for me. That's a big day because I, if I used to see less than 10 patients, it was a horrible day. But now I, you know, I'm excited about seeing seven. And I, you know, disinfect the entire office between every patient, the doorknobs, everything. And, you know, we have to be very proactive to make sure that, uh, like we're saying, the offense and the defense. But one thing that I think that's important to realize that at this point, a, a very interesting piece of data came out in the last 24 hours that on the Theodore Roosevelt, they tested over 90% of the sailors on the ship and 60% of the ones that tested positive for COVID-19 were asymptomatic. So Dr. Fauci had said that maybe 25 to 50% of people are asymptomatic, but in New Jersey and a lot of the states around, they're testing only people with symptoms. But mm. this is really a very interesting piece of data because unlike a lot of other diseases where you're symptomatic just about the time that you are um, you know, contagious, that people are symptomatic uh, maybe three days, they say, uh, after they're contagious. So they have those three days. But other people are, especially the young, healthy people, might be like you know the typhoid Marys where they're just going around and spreading this virus in a stealth and covert manner. So we really have to assume now that everybody we come in contact with has COVID nineteen. Mm. Because that's a they great might. way of being defensive about making sure that you know, you're not close to them, uh, wearing your mask, wearing you know I got myself a facial shield uh, to double up on it. And um, I don't go out much. Most of my patients are on the phone. And in fact, all of them, what am I saying? And I, I treat a great uh -huh. deal on the phone. I treat about 100 a week. It's been pretty crazy. Um, That's great. And it's mainly to really help people understand and support uh, them all around globally. I, tr I have a, a several from... Um, England right now. And, you know, it's been pretty crazy there too. So uh -huh. it doesn't matter where you are at. You have got to still uh, yes. make sure you're taking that precautionary uh, measures so that you are protecting your own self, your own family within your own self. 
Um, I know that the 60, that, that whole 60% asymptomatic totally makes sense to me, which is why it, it does spread, why we're having trouble managing this virus in this country. And, it's, and why this country is the highest number of you know, cases right. all around the world. By and far. I really think, uh, by far, I, I think it's actually on a low end what the numbers are right now. What I mean right. is that it's so much greater. It's because we're just not testing, right, Doc? Yes. Uh, if we tested more, you would just, we would probably be tripled, if not, you know, uh, quadruple. Who knows? Who knows? We're definitely going to have a higher level. But the truth of the matter is, if you look at it that way, how I look at it as well, it, the, it's a low percentage who gets severe symptomatology. So right. that's another thing that I, I want people out there to understand is that we, uh, our immunity is strong. If you work with all of the measures and and resources of you, you stress is spelled by the way, EU, EU stress, um, EU stress. Right. You, if you, you work with those measures that you're talking about, Dr. Mike, and and support our own systems, then we're not, the likelihood of us, you know, coming down with the disease is very, very low. So yes. we've got to implement everything that's been told to us by um, doctors and the the people who, the scientists who are really studying this and and uh, know that I, I, I'm a big believer because I've seen this in every, every uh, epidemic of viruses and that we've had is that whether it comes to the MERS, um, the Middle Eastern, a respiratory syndrome, the SARS, the original SARS that came from China, uh, that spread in Asia, all of these viruses that are were epidemic and and more controlled than it you know, than we have the today, all of them have dissipated in its virility over time, and that's the nature of the virus. That's the nature of the virus and our own immunity creating our immune system, right? to yes. be able to fight against it. So I totally understand what you mean by that 60% being asymptomatic. It may clearly be more, that we just don't even know it. And they're I, talking about in California that we've actually probably had the virus here earlier, most right, likely I read earlier. That, yes. You read, read that too. Uh, but also, I just want to mention that I've been busier now than I've ever been because I'm involved and in now we're developing a uh, new type of mask, uh, which is... Uh, tourmaline and antimicrobial infused and we're combining three different technologies into this mask and we have uh, actually in LA we have a plant that's going to be making them in LA and oh, in Brooklyn, right? New York the east coast and the west coast and it's made of cool visions material which is a uh, interesting material because it's got polypropylene in it and polypropylene inherently is uh, the fabric that resists bacteria and viruses the most. And tourmaline is a semi-precious stone, actually increases the lung function and nitric oxide production and blood oxygen saturation. Where when you use a, um, you know, any type of mask, uh, an N95 can restrict airflow and actually drop, drop blood oxygen saturation. But that that's a story for another day too, but uh, we've been developing this and we're actually fast tracking it through the FDA how and it's uh, quite exciting to be involved in what this. What is it going to be called so that I can, you we know, We don't have a name yet <laughs> for it. Okay. But, but it's, um, uh, I can send you information on it, though. I can, uh, when we. Oh, that would be awesome. When we get it on the market. But uh, 
And we have uh, orders from five states and we have orders from FEMA already that we've been negotiating with a lot of the states. And uh, we have 15 million masks on order already. Wow. Wow. Congratulations for putting that out there. So exciting that, you know, we are now going into new technologies to figure out a way to help us um, because what we've been using is just not good enough. Obviously, it's just not. Right. We have to find a better way. We're absolutely. Where can we find more about you and your work? Uh, well, my uh, my website is uh, drevangel.com, drevangel.com. And it's, you know, think of a TV evangelist without the S. That's why I always tell people, E-V-A-N-G-E-L, but not the evil angel, okay? Although we, as the Native Americans say, we all all have the good wolf and the bad wolf, the black and the white wolf wolves on our shoulders. It depends which one you feed, as they say in their, you know, philosophy, which, you know, everybody has within them everything. But anyway, drevangel.com and the tourmaline material, the tourmaline um, that we have, uh, another company is called tourmahealth.com, T-O-U-R-M-A health.com. And we've been working with autistic children and... Uh, it works on mitochondrial dysfunction tourmaline, and we're the first company in the world to uh, bond therapeutic minerals permanently to fibers, fabrics, and textiles. And we have a patent that's being processed by the patent office right now for that. Right. Wow. Such great information. I really appreciate you being on our show uh, during this time when it's been so busy. And um, really, thank you so much, Dr. Mike. Thank you. Great information. So, so, you know, everyone out there, uh, such great, valuable information that you can do day to day, work on all the different types of, of tips that Dr. Might have given us so that we can develop more use stress, more happy stress, you know, positive stress and share this show with your loved ones. It can definitely change your life and do subscribe if you haven't already. So we can continue to do our very best here on wellness for life. If you need help in digging deeper with your health issues, I work with people globally through phone and Skype consultations. And my contact info is on my website, drsuzanne.com. Until next time, go out there and live your less, a life, your best life today, full of energy, enthusiasm, and ultimate health and wellness. This is Dr. Suzanne sharing natural strategies on the wellness for life show right here on radio MD. Thank you. Stay well.